Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. I'm Nurse Coach Sean, your host. So I <laughs> figured this would be a really good topic to bring here because I just had my 30th birthday and I was really excited about turning 30. Um, just because I don't know, like I'm it's, it's signifying like a new decade for me. And also with the amount of growth and personal discovery that I have been going through myself, it's feeling like me entering this new chapter in my life. So I wanted to share this with you because this is something I've struggled with like all my life. And I actually, I did a workshop with another fellow nurse coach um, about a week ago centered around people-pleasing and how to overcome people-pleasing tendencies. And I know that a lot of you who are listening are also people-pleasers. I think the majority of the clients that I work with are people-pleasers in some way. And honestly, I think that everyone, um, even if you don't identify as a people-pleaser, there are areas of your life where you probably have tendencies to try to please others versus doing what's aligned with you, what feels right for you and kind of what your truth is. So I wanted to talk about this topic because we kind of went through some really awesome tips and tools to use in the workshop that I did. But yeah, I'm just going to dive in today about people pleasing, about why we do it, um, where it comes from, and some things that you can do to move through it and to overcome those tendencies. You know, oftentimes I think that we are so conditioned to hide from our truth and to do things to make others feel comfortable. But the more that we can step into authenticity and speaking our truth, the more we inspire others to feel free to do that as well. And who, you know, who wants to live in a world that's full of people basing their identity off of others? You know, it's, it's way more fun and way more inspiring to be around people who are completely 100% themselves because we can always learn and grow from people who present themselves that way, who hold themselves that way. So here we go. Let's, let's get into it. Hey friends, I'm nurse coach Sean, and this is my podcast. In this podcast, I will be sharing with you how to create a well and balanced life that connects with who you truly are, whether it be a meditation or mindfulness practice, an insightful interview, or just sharing my own journey and expertise on different life and wellness topics. Hopefully, if you're listening, you will walk away feeling more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to cultivate radical self-love. This is your encouragement to create a more fulfilling and vibrant life for yourself. This is your invitation to lean into your curiosity and intuition. Together, let's build a compassionate space through which to heal. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. So before we dive in, I want you to stop for a second and think about what does people pleasing mean? Like, how does it, 
How does it show up in your life? What is your own definition of people pleasing? Um, in the workshop that I co-hosted, this is one of the questions that we had people that attended the workshop answer beforehand, because it's really important to just have some awareness of what you think people pleasing is and how it shows up. Some people are a lot more aware of their people pleasing tendencies and others are not, you know? So just, yeah, think about that and reflect on what the definition of people pleasing is for you. The dictionary definition of people pleasing is someone that has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of his or her needs and desires. It's a pretty straightforward definition for people pleasing, but it's so layered. It's so complex as to where it comes from and why we do it. So if you are a people pleaser, you might have learned this behavior from family, from friends, or from societal pressures as a survival mechanism to um, to get attention, to gain acceptance or love and affection. What people pleasers tend to do, they indirectly try to gain this acceptance by helping others, by pleasing, by rescuing, or by flattering others to a point where they're placing others' needs ahead of their own personal needs. And that can cause so many issues in our own well-being. And so it's like, where do we get this from? Where where does it even come from? How are we conditioned to even do that? Because whenever I think back to whenever I was a child, I don't think I really had people-pleasing tendencies. <laughs> I think that I was a free spirit, when I was a child, at least that's what I remember about myself. I was just this free spirit. I was loud and and creative, and I didn't really care what people thought of me. So there are a few different origins for people-pleasing tendencies. And I feel like there are more than just the three that I'm going to talk about, but these are the three that stick out to me. Three big things, three origin points. And one is if you live in an authoritarian household. So if you had parental figures that had super high expectations of you and you were punished for making small mistakes, um, you know, this is kind of, this is kind of the environment that I think had caused me to develop my people pleasing tendencies. And that's not to say that, you know, like just if, if my parents are listening to this, love you guys. <laughs> I love my parents. I love the way that they raised me. They raised me really well. You know, they were, they were so loving, but you know, at times in my childhood, they were also really strict and um, you know, it's typical kind of in, in Asian households where um, so my family is Filipino. It's typical in those cultures to um, have certain expectations or how to behave. Like you're always respecting your elders. You are always saying please and thank you. Um, if, if I misbehaved at school or if I didn't finish homework on time, or if I wasn't um, performing the way that, that they expected me to, to be a good child, then I was getting punished. I was getting scolded for making just small mistakes. I was told to stop crying if I 
was getting yelled at. You know, I was kind of told to not feel my feelings. And again, I don't think this was any intention by my parents. And I don't think a lot of people's parents intend to to make their child feel that way. Most parents, you know, there are situations where that is the case. But in my case, that wasn't, you know, my parents, like I said, were very loving. But some of their, some of the ways that they handled my behavior or the way that I showed up led to tendencies for me to become a people pleaser. So another origin point for people pleasing is modeling. So copying what you were exposed to in your household growing up from maybe a parent or a role model figure, a teacher, um, a mentor, you know, because whenever we're children, we're always looking up to people who are older than us. We're always looking up to the adults because they're kind of teaching us what what ways to behave and how to respond to certain situations because as as children we're we're not sure how to we use our intuition we kind of do what instinctually comes up for us whereas whenever we look at something that an adult is doing it's indirectly telling us that oh, okay that's okay to do that's what i should do if you had a parent or if you had a role model figure that you constantly saw dropping everything and helping other people, even at the expense of themselves, that's something that we pick up as children. And then another origin point for people pleasing is if you've experienced any kind of childhood trauma. So if you had to behave in a certain way in order to stay safe, people pleasing might have been an effective coping mechanism for you to move through those situations and to stay safe. So those are the three that whenever I was kind of doing a little bit of research on, okay, where does people pleasing come from and why is it so prevalent? And these three big things are the ones that stood out to me the most because, you know, I can see how it's influenced my own people pleasing tendencies in myself. And I can also see in the clients that I've worked with in, in my friendships and the people that I know in my life where that comes up for them too. And so there are specific characteristics and common behaviors that can manifest if you develop people pleasing. So, and and, you know, all of these two are, they ring so true to myself because there were points in my life where I felt all of these things as a very strong part of my identity. So a strong need to be liked. Um, and needing just frequent reassurance from others, difficulty expressing o- your own needs openly and directly. That That's definitely one that I think I've experienced myself is, you know, I have a hard time telling people what I need. Um, not so much now, not so much anymore, but before I didn't, I would always have trouble expressing what I needed because I didn't want to feel demanding. I didn't want to seem like I was being a burden on somebody else. And this is especially true for me when it came to relationships and when it came to work, when it came to the work that I did in the hospital, if I felt overwhelmed or if I felt like I wasn't really um, supported enough or like I wasn't clear on how to do a certain procedure or whatnot, 
um, it, it would be really hard for me to express that need that I needed help because I, again, I didn't want to seem like I was being weak. I didn't want to seem like I was um, annoying anybody else <laughs> or being a burden. And so the difficulty expressing one's own needs can, can show up so, so often. And that kind of ties into um, holding back from speaking your mind. And this is something that I have definitely struggled with so often and, you know, I don't really consider myself to be super opinionated. I'm definitely more <laughs> opinionated now than I was before. But overall, I'm not like extremely convicted and, you know, outspoken about my viewpoints. Um, and, you know, I'm still even as I'm saying this out loud, I'm still realizing that some of that is the people pleasy um, habit in me. Um, because I really do firmly believe in the things that I believe. And I firmly, you know, like those things are my truth. And I used to completely hide all of those beliefs from other people because I didn't, I didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable. I was so afraid that people were not going to like me anymore if I vocalized how passionate I was about certain things. So holding back from speaking your mind is a big one, is a big characteristic of people-pleasing. Um, one of the other things, too, that I noticed was when you're a people-pleaser, you do whatever others want you to do, even to the detriment of your own well-being. So I see this play out a lot in my schedule, um, again, not so much anymore because I have a lot of tools and techniques that I use to move through this. But I remember like, I mean, even even a year or two ago that I would have a lot of trouble prioritizing my time and setting boundaries on my time. Um, if somebody asked me for help and, and I just remember this a lot during college um, and high school is if somebody asked me for help, if somebody wanted me to help them with an issue or talk through something, I would drop everything that I was doing, even if it was something important, even if it was something that I was doing for my own well-being, I would drop it and help them. And I thought that that was me doing good. I thought that that was me um, being a hero. And it was really hard for me to say no. You know, that's another big characteristic of people pleasers is you can't say no when you want to. And so for me, you know, while at first I thought like, oh, that makes me such a great person because I'm, I'm helping others. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing favors for others. I am, I'm being a nice person. And then it quickly turned into resentment, you know, because I'm, because I'm constantly dropping all of my priorities to handle other people's priorities, eventually it kind of turned into resentment and almost like it's their fault that I can't take care of myself. It's their fault that I can't prioritize my own needs. Um, but that is nobody's fault except my own, you know, um, taking responsibility for my actions and my choices and my inability to say no, that was a huge part of my growth over the last few years when it came to people pleasing. And then I think one final common behavior that I've noticed in myself is uh, being hasty, being, you know, 
really quick to take the blame for things. So how often, and and let me, you know, this is part of my own experience, but I want to know how often you have said you're sorry for something that you are not at fault for or something that you had no control over. That is such a prevalent phrase to use in the people pleaser world is, I'm sorry. There was one point in my personal growth journey where I made that a goal of mine to stop apologizing, to stop apologizing for, (laughs) I don't know, like, so here's an example that I'm thinking of. If I had scheduled a Saturday or a Sunday to, um, to spend time with my family to, or to do some me time, you know, um, and somebody else asks me to go to an event or go to, um, some kind of engagement, part of the excuse, part of the language that I would use while turning them down is I'm sorry. And whenever I think about that, I know that sounds really simple and it sounds like something that's normal to say as a response to having to turn someone down. I really shouldn't have to be sorry about that. I really shouldn't have to be sorry about prioritizing things on my schedule and not having room for that. Again, I think that's kind of a very small example, but it really just shows you how often it can happen and and little places in your life where people pleasing shows up. And like another um, way that I could say that other than apologizing is, you know, I've, I've prioritized time with my family that day. Um, I'm unable to, to go. And that feels better. Um, you know, I think for a long time, I was very scared to, to voice something like that, to voice to others, like, these are my priorities. Because again, I I didn't want them to be under the impression that like, oh, they're not one of my priorities, or they're not important to me, or they don't matter. But it's also about like setting those boundaries. And we're going to talk a little bit about boundaries later on in, in the techniques and the tools that you can use to move through people pleasing. So yeah, those are the big characteristics that I've seen in myself and that I can pinpoint in others as well. It can be really hard to navigate, especially if you don't even realize that you do it. So people pleasing can have a really big impact on your view of yourself and the way that you show up in certain relationships. So it can it can lead, like I said earlier, it can lead to just this feeling of resentment and burnout. And it's just this self-perpetuating cycle of anxiety and shame. And that can be exhausting. It puts your relationships at jeopardy because when you harbor that resentment, when you're experiencing that burnout and not doing anything about it, it affects the way that you interact with people. And it affects the way that you communicate with your loved ones. It also, I think, creates some confusion about just what you stand for and what you believe. You know, if you're, if you're constantly taking on the beliefs and the opinions and the truths of others, you're, you're leaving your center. You know, you're coming from a place that's not heart centered, but that is focused on external factors 
And while external factors, external validation is nice, it shouldn't be necessary for us to feel good about ourselves. For me and my own personal growth journey, I I actually recently, recently had this moment where I, I felt an actual shift in my entire body from my people-pleasing tendencies to starting to stand in the truth of who I actually am. And it was really emotional. Um, so I'll kind of break this down a little bit of what life looked like prior to having this like breakthrough. You know, I, and I've mentioned some of these things already early in this episode, but I, I've always had this emotional attachment to making others happy, even if it meant not being able to take care of myself in the way that I should or the way that I want to. Um, I also had a really hard time saying no to things. I was constantly saying, yes, I'll add this to my calendar. Yes, I will do this for you. Um, and before you know it, my calendar would just look insane, like a bomb had gone off. Um, and I also really held back from speaking my mind. And I would often filter my words to fit what I thought might be more digestible for others, what I thought would would make people feel more comfortable so that I wasn't, you know, perceived as this opinionated, hard-headed, difficult person. You know, I wanted to be thought of as the nice person, the nice one. And this this felt so suffocating. And it was it almost felt like I was imprisoning that free, creative, that playful, childlike part of myself because maybe it would have been too much for other people. And earlier, you know, I talked about how whenever I was a child, I was loud. I was free. I had this free spirit, so creative. I just, you know, I would sing all the time. I would walk up to strangers and tell them hello and wave at people through my window. <laughs> I think there was a part of me that let go of that and that that was conditioned to hide that free, creative, imaginative version of myself because I had conditioned myself to think that that wasn't okay. It wasn't okay to be that way. I had to be more calm and collected. I had to be more reserved I shouldn't talk about my political or religious beliefs or any controversial topics that I have opinions on because people will be uncomfortable. That was life before having this epiphany. And the thing is, whenever I had this shift, this is the most mind-blowing thing about it, is I didn't actually have to do anything to create it. I didn't have to do anything to start standing in my truth of who I am. I, I simply just had to be. And that was the mindset that had this incredible effect over my entire existence is that childlike part of me has always been there. It's, it's always been there. And I just had to like give myself that permission to be, to be that person and to not stifle her. It wasn't until I had... I had kind of written down, I had this, I had to, I was working on this, um, this video that I was making and part of the prompt for the video was write down everything 
that you have accomplished. And I was sitting there, I was writing down all these things from the last just two years alone. And I started to get really emotional. <laughs> um, I'm fi- I finally have found my voice. I feel like I can finally speak my truth and speak what I believe and not have to worry so much about if people are going to like it or not, because it doesn't matter. You know, these things are my truth and people can take it or leave it. People can take what resonates and what doesn't just like this podcast. Um, And I, I was looking at this list of accomplishments and I started to get this overwhelming sense of peace and fulfillment because I never would have been able to accomplish any of these things if I hadn't done that inner work to overcome the people pleasing and, and start just being who I actually am, you know? And so one thing I always ask myself is, you know, whenever I'm making a decision and I know that it's, it's an area that I typically have fallen into the people pleasing trap. A question I always ask myself is why am I doing this? What's What's the drive behind this decision? And if my answer is in any way related to making others like me, seeking validation or love or praise from others, any kind of external validation, and also if I feel it in my body, usually whenever I have an uncomfortable decision like that and I know that it's um, rooted in people-pleasing, I'll, I'll kind of feel it in, in my belly a little bit, like my stomach kind of turns And it's very subtle. It's very quick, but there's a place that I feel it in my body. It makes me uncomfortable. And if I get that feeling, if my answer is in any way related to those external things, it's a no. That's a boundary that I've kind of learned to set for myself. Some of the techniques that I want to leave you guys with to overcome your people-pleasing tendencies, if this is something that you struggle with, one, identify patterns, Identify areas in your life where you are seeing it show up more often and then just reflect and think about what thoughts or actions come up in those situations. Think about who this is serving. And if it's not both parties, if you're not part of that equation, then it's a no. And and becoming really aware of those thoughts and feelings, um, becoming aware of your emotions and sitting with that discomfort. Whenever I was doing research for the workshop, I came across the acronym RAIN, R-A-I-N. R stands for recognizing the emotion, just becoming aware of whatever you're feeling, identify, you know, identifying like where you feel it in your body. A stands for allowing the emotion rather than struggling with it. Because whenever we get uncomfortable, whenever we are feeling something that doesn't feel good, especially when we are in the middle of people pleasing, oftentimes I've tried to just shut the emotion out, like push it away, not feel it. An important part of overcoming people pleasing is to just allow whatever emotions you're feeling. And then once you allow yourself to feel, there's so many different ways you can do that. You know, maybe even just sitting in silence and noticing where in your body it is showing up, noticing what thoughts and feelings you're having and just sitting with it. 
And there's other techniques you can use like tapping. You know, last week's episode, I dove into the, the amazing tool of EFT and tapping. And that's another way that you can kind of move through those emotions. The I stands for investigating the emotion and just getting really curious. Why am I feeling this? Where's this feeling coming from? Just getting really curious about, about the origin of this emotion. And then the N stands for non-identifying with the emotion and realizing that whatever feeling you're having, whatever uncomfortable sensations you're having about this decision, realizing that that's totally normal and, and separating it from your identity, realizing that everyone feels this. And also because, you know, people pleasing for some of you listening who identify with being a people pleaser People-pleasing has been a habit. Your brain is wired that way, but you can rewire. Just realizing that, being aware of that. Another thing I like to do for myself is to visualize myself in the future. I do this a lot with my clients too. I bring in future me, future them, you know, just picturing yourself in the most ideal situation. What does your future self look like? How does she or he hold themselves? How do they move past people pleasing? How do they um, make decisions confidently? How do they speak their truth? How does this version of you in the future, you know, res- reflect on on specific past situations and visualize that version of you navigating those situations instead? And that can really be helpful. You know, I'm a very visual person. I love to do visualizations. They help me so, so much. Some people struggle a little bit with the visualization, but a lot of times I find that it's because they're in their heads too much. And when you can just allow yourself to just be and imagine, even though, you know, (laughs) visualizing your future self is a very abstract thing, right? Like it's not, it's not tangible. Like you can't, actually see the future, right? But allow yourself to dream here. Use that that childlike creative energy that all of us had as children and paint a picture in your head of, of the kind of person you want to show up as. Do you want to continue to be a doormat? Do you want to continue to be taken advantage of and um, put your own needs behind everybody else's? And visualizing that future confident version of you can really help. Some other things too, you can also use your language. You can use your language to help rewire those parts of your brain that still believe that you need to make everybody happy and you need to please others. Um, So even something as simple as replacing I can't with I don't, you know, one is, is making excuses and one is being very direct. So kind of like with that situation I talked about earlier in the episode, where if somebody asks me to go to an event or to do something with them on the weekend, and I've set aside that time to spend with my family or with myself, instead of saying, I can't go, and usually that's followed by an I'm sorry, I could respond with, I don't make plans on Saturdays or Sundays. Um, that time is, is reserved for me and my family. And people will usually respect that, you know, unless they have their own 
things that they're working through, um, people will usually respect that boundary, especially if you say it with confidence and that you're, you're firm about it, but still respectful. You know, I've also kind of loved this tactic is, is asking for time. So for those of you who are really struggling with saying no and turning people down, you can start to slowly condition yourself to say no by delaying the yes. So again, with that same situation, if someone's asking to fill my calendar space with something that they want me to do. Um, Katie, the nurse coach that I co-hosted this people-pleasing workshop with last last week, she had come up with this um, this tactic to say, let me check my calendar. Let me see if I have room for that. And I'm not saying to tell people to that you're going to check your calendar and then just ghost them and never follow up with them because that doesn't feel good. That feels really icky. But if, if you're having trouble in the moment when somebody asks you to do something um, and you kind and you, you're feeling like you want to say no, but you're afraid to in that moment, ask for time. Tell them, you know, let me look at my calendar and get back to you and actually get back to them when you can formulate a way to say no that feels good for you. You guys, you know, you have a choice. (laughs) You have a choice every time. Every time you think that you have to make other people happy um, in that moment, every time you think that other people's priorities um, take a front seat to yours, you, you have a choice. You have a choice to say no, and, and it's totally okay. You know, and it may hurt some people's feelings, and that, but that's on them. That's not your responsibility to carry. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of other techniques, you know, journaling, meditating, all of those things really help you become aware of the emotions that you feel whenever you catch yourself people-pleasing. And then, then um, the last thing I have as far as tools for you to use is boundaries. And boundaries is really, that's kind of a hot topic um, because boundaries are a lot of times so hard to set for people pleasers. Um, And it wasn't until I started setting them regularly and started seeing how it affected my everyday life whenever I held those boundaries that it's become kind of a non-negotiable for me now, setting boundaries. If if I get a nasty comment from someone or if somebody says something that's not nice or posts something that doesn't really align with me, block, mute, unfollow on social media. You know, um, I used to feel so guilty for doing that. I felt so guilty because I felt like they would perceive it as, um, as an attack or as something personal against them, which it usually never is. It's just for me, it's really important to me to make my social media feed align with what I want to be consuming, you know, and social media in these days can, can be really damaging to our mental health, to our well being. And when I started to realize how much I was affected by that, I started to just take some control 
You know, I knew that there were some things about social media that I couldn't control. Lord knows what on earth the algorithm is. It changes every day. But the things that I can control are the people that I follow, the people that I allow in my feed. Um, and if I don't have a good feeling, if I don't get a good vibe, I don't feel bad about blocking, muting, unfollowing people. I can just, I can love them from afar. You know, I have love for all people, all humans. I want people to to be well, to do well. But I don't need to consume myself with with the things that that just aren't serving me. You know, um, setting another boundary could look like um, if you are. I was just actually I was talking to one of my colleagues the other day about um, setting boundaries with time. You know, a lot of times I find myself procrastinating and. Um, even getting on the phone with people and allowing the conversation to go for hours, even though I have things I need to do. So even just like setting a timer and telling people that you're having a conversation with like, Hey, I only have this amount of time. Um, you know, I really want to be present for our conversation right now, but, um, I do have, I do have to get off in an hour. I do have to get off in 30 minutes. I do have to get off in five minutes. Um, and if we don't get to finish, maybe we can pick this up another time. Again, that's kind of a hard one to do, especially for those of you who love to talk. I love to talk. And that was a really difficult one for me to practice and implement. <laughs> um, I'm better at it. It's still a work in progress. All of these things are still a work in progress, even for myself. And so even though I'm, I'm explaining all of these tools and techniques to you guys, these are all things that I still very much struggle with today. And, um, you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody can just like completely let go of people pleasing because it, like I said, it's something that we learn, something that we pick up. And it's something that I oftentimes don't realize that I do. Um, the more I practice some of these techniques, the better I get at it. But again, like it, it's not always it's not always something that I catch right away. So yeah, I think boundaries was the last tool that I had for you. And you know, what I want to leave you here with is just, just listen to your intuition, ask for what you need, spend some time really thinking about what it is that you value. What is your truth? And if you find yourself hiding it, hiding your truth, hiding who you actually are, why, why are you making yourself small. And I, I say that in a loving way because I, I oftentimes found myself making myself smaller so that other people could feel big, so that other people could feel important and loved. But I had to realize I, I deserved that same courtesy. I deserved that same love and I can give it to myself. You can give it to yourself. So yeah, I hope this episode was helpful for you. Um, if you consider yourself a people pleaser, I hope this episode gave you a lot to think about and a lot of new things to try to move through your people pleasing tendencies. These are all just things that I've realized about my own journey and that I have implemented and they've really helped me. So I hope that you got a lot of value out of this episode today. Um, I just want to 
thank all of you for listening to this episode, for being supportive of me and my podcast. Um, this is something that I, I I never really anticipated lasting very long or reaching as many people as it has, but I am so grateful for all of you who are regular listeners. Um, it means a lot to me, you know, and, and my hope is that I provide value to you guys and that I am able to share my vulnerability and my own experiences to, to hopefully encourage you to show up as your most authentic self as well, because that's kind of the journey that I'm on. I would love for y'all to connect with me, to hang out. I do have a free Facebook group um, called Heart Aligned Humans, and we just focus on cultivating love for ourselves, for others, um, some holistic wellness support, and and just, you know, our group is focused on creating a life that's aligned with your heart and finding your authenticity. So I would love for you to join. That link is in the show notes as well. If you are listening on a podcast platform where you can leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it if you did so. If this episode resonated with you at all, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Remember to tag me. I'm at Nurse Coach Sean on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate all of you. And as always, I'm here to serve and support you in the most powerful way I can. It is my mission and my purpose as a nurse coach to be an advocate for self-love and compassion so that I can help you leverage your own inner power and healing potential in the pursuit of a well and aligned life. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have a wonderful week. I'm Nurse Coach Sean. And remember, when all is aligned, all is well. Love you guys.